All right, it is six o'clock. I don't know, there I am. Okay. Uh, where's my clicker? All right. Well, let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer before we get going. Father God, we praise you today, Lord. We thank you for all the wonderful blessings you've given us. We thank you for all that you've done for us and just lifting us up. We pray that uh, you just bless the time of gathering and fellowship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, yes. So, we were talking about the beginning of the Middle Ages last week, and um, and we, we talked about how the Middle Ages uh, have a lot of, we, we often have a lot of uh, misconceptions about the Middle Ages, but we also talked about what the Middle Ages were, about, um, you know, the dark, what we call the Dark Ages, but I don't really care for that term, but... Um, but it was the time period that we said was about, uh, in church history anyways, from about 590 to 1517. Uh, so a long time period. Um, but it was the time period, um, like I said, in church history. If we were studying something else, I'd call it something different. But uh, in church history. And, and so this, this time period was, is a period that was known for, uh, that we, we often think about as people not moving around, but... Uh, with the breakup of the Roman Empire, a mass migration happened, and people moved um, from Europe and Africa and Asia, and um, we've already seen the Mongols moving in, the, the Vandals, the Germans moving in, um, and, uh, and, and so we, we see this, and uh, we, we also see the rise of Islam. That forces people to move around, and Mus and Islam moves quite a, quite a bit, um, as as they uh, they they conquer and as they 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 challenge and, and take over. And um, so, in as far as church history, we're going to see an expansion of church history uh, of of the, the the Christian church, but we're also going to see a loss of areas that were the Christian church um, because of the rise of Muslim, uh, Islam. So today, what I would thought we would do is because Islam is the, the Muslim world is going to play an important role in the history of our church, that we would talk about Islam today. Now, I'm not going to go into Islamic history, so we're not going to talk about the two different branches, or actually there's more than two, but two main branches, and we're not going to talk about the great tribulation, uh, the time of temptation, we're not going to talk about, and we're just going to talk about the basics of Islam. Um, we're going to talk about um, uh, uh, well, first, that paper right there is right there, and we'll pass it around if you, and, uh, but I'm going past it, so that's just reference material for kind of an overall of what we're doing. Um, but let's talk about Islam, the rise and uh, impact of Islam. Um, so we're going to talk about the origins of Islam. We're going to talk about uh, the expansion of Islam and, uh, and some basic tenets of Islam as well. So when I say Islam, you'll know when you, when some of the basic things that people that follow the Muslim faith follow, practice. 
by far, this is not going to be seen as an exhaustive ex look into, Muslim, uh, into the uh, Islamic faith. It's just going to be a brief overline, okay? Um, and at some point, I'll pass around my copy of the Quran for anyone who wants to see it. Um, I have read the English meanings of this book. Um, which means I have not read the Quran because if you, you can't translate the Quran, it still be the Quran according to their faith. Um, and I don't read Arabic. I read some Aramaic, some Hebrew, some Greek, a little bit of French and a little bit of Spanish, but I do not read, read Aramaic, Arabic yet. So um, we'll uh, maybe one of these days. But, um, but yeah. But during the, um, well, let's talk about the origins of, of Islam. Uh, there's a good map. Islam is the youngest of the Semitic religions. Uh, Semitic religions would include Christianity, um, uh, Judaism, um, the Asher, uh, Assyrian religions, anything that comes from that, that, that region. And this would be the youngest one. It comes from the same area around. Uh, it was founded by the prophet, they call the prophet Muhammad, who was born in the year 570 CE or, or AD. 570. Um, I'm going to use the terms AD and CE interchangeably. So um, I don't know if it bothers you. It bothers some people. CE means common era. It actually originally meant Christian era, then it got turned into common era. Uh, AD means Anio Domine, means the year of our Lord. So but anyways, by 630 CE, Islam was established and spread throughout uh, the Arabia Peninsula. Peninsula. Uh, the followers of Islam are called Muslim, which means one who submits to Allah. Uh, Allah being the Arabic name for God. Islam itself means submission to God. Um, the Islamic area, the, the Islam starts... In this area here, in the, um, the 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 peninsula there, and uh, the Arabian Peninsula, and it's um, it's kind of isolated from the surrounding world uh, by water or desert, and um, the area here. Uh, well, we we noticed this is, uh, oops. There's my link. This right here is where Jerusalem, where uh, Israel is, up in here, and this area right here, remember, is the Negev, which they say is is that inhospitable desert that they're always talking about in the Bible. That desert, Negev, in south means the, is the same word because this is that desert to the south of Israel. Well, it's to the north of this area up here, and it's really, uh, you know. Their people are forced to, to struggle in the midst of barren rocks, sand, hot sun, um, and, uh, and and so um, 
So, but this is where it's going to start. But actually, uh, they credit their, their existence to much earlier than that. Does anyone know where, where Islam credits its existence to? That's right. Abraham, if you remember that story of Abraham around 2000 BCE, Abraham um, is viewed in Islam as the father of, relig- of the religion. According to both the Tanakh, um, remember our Old Testament study, Tanakh means Torah, Nevi'im, and Kethubim, that's the Old Testament. According to the Tanakh and the Quran, Abraham fathered a son before the birth of Isaac, who was Ishmael. And he was sent away from his mother, and eventually he was sent away, actually once she fled, and then after Isaac, then she was sent away. Um, The Bible records that God blessed the child and sent him into the desert to the south, and it kind of ends. Says you will be a wild ass of a man. You will be a, a great nation, um, and um, and it kind of leaves away. And we don't hear from Ishmael again. Now the Quran takes that and expands on this, and it says that they wandered in the desert till they ran out of water. And Hagar rested Ishmael on the sand, and there she searched desperately between two high rocks. She ran back and forth seven times, which will be important for later on. Uh, finally resting on one of the rocks as she heard an angel's voice telling her not to be afraid. Miraculously, water sprouted from where Ishmael's heels touched the sand, and this became the Zamzam, I guess is how you pronounce that. I'm not positive. Uh, well, the Zamzam well, where the city of Mecca will be born. Right there, there's Mecca. So there's a, well, the Zamzam well is, is where Mecca will be come out of. And um, now, according to the Quran, towards the end of his life, Abraham travels into the Arabia to visit Ishmael. And Muslims believe that God told Abraham to build a holy sanctuary at Zamzam. And the, the site was called the Kaaba, meaning cube. It's also known as the house of God. Now, the Kaaba is about 40 feet high with the length, so 40 all around. The door is seven feet from the ground and must be entered by movable staircase. Curtains and carpets cover most of the outside of the Kaaba. So it's very similar to what we remember as the, the tabernacle. Inside the sanctuary, there are silver and golden lamps, um, but the most important object in, in, in there, uh, according to the, the Islamic faith, is a black, oval black stone, about seven inches in size, and Muslims believe that it was, a stone was given to, given to Abraham by an angel, and they say it was turned white, it was white but turned black with the kisses of worshippers seeking forgiveness. According to the Quran, God instructed Abraham to tell all his worshipers of Allah to make a pilgrimage to the Kaaba. So this, and they still make the pilgrimage to the Kaaba today, and it will be at the the time of Ramadan, this place will be 
completely packed with people circling the uh, the, the in the the Kaaba, and uh, and they will march for for miles. Muhammad. Um, at the time of the rise of Islam, um, the the Bedouin tribes, the Semitic Bedouin tribes wandered from oasis to oasis was inside that dead with their camels and flocks and herds um, only doing what was necessary uh, with townsmen of Mecca and Medina the uh, tribal warfare was frequent um, except in periods of truce um, each year a truce was named between the tribes when they went to worship the black stone at Kaaba now, this is before Muslim was uh, the, the Muhammad. So they were already practicing early parts of this in the tradition. Now, one of the tribesmen, however, these tribesmen was Muhammad. And he made a living as a camel driver. He was born in Mecca around 570. Um, going with his uncle on one, uh, on one trip to Syria and Palestine... He came in contact with Christianity and Islam, which will play a, 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 an important part in his development as the, the prophet, um, as well as other religions. Now, at the time that Muhammad is born, the Kaaba wasn't just for Islam. It would house many idols, uh, including the three main goddesses of the area. Um, and uh, Muhammad um, will, will recognize this and he will eventually ratify that. But uh, by the time he's 40, he begins time, spending time, um, well, let's go back. At the age of 25, he marries a rich widow, uh, Khadija, who will actually help take over and lead Islamic, she won't be the main leader, but she will help lead Islam after Muhammad's death. Um, but he gains a lot of wealth where he could devote all his time to religious meditation. Um, you know, if I was a well, rich man, right? Uh, and by the time he's 40, he begins to spend time in solitude and preoccupied with the questions that troubled him. And he spent nights alone in a small cave near Mecca. During one of the nights, uh, it is said that uh, and the angel Gabriel appear, appeared to him. Uh, Gabriel grabbed hold of Muhammad and ordered him to recite some words. So he did so. And then he fled to the cave and the angel said, Oh, Muhammad, you are the messenger of God and I am Gabriel. At first, it appear, uh, appears that Muhammad thought he was going insane. But Khadija, his wife, believes that uh, the visions were true. And uh, um, at a, 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 uh, um, as more of these kind of things encounter in his mind. Um, 
Muhammad slowly began to, ex- to accept his role as the prophet of God, and he started to preach in Mecca. Um, after a few years, he gained uh, convention that he was uh, one of the lineage that included Abraham, so he decided he came to the conclusion that he was from Abraham, Moses, and Jesus' line. And, um, and uh, so he's going to receive... Um, revelation for about 20 more years but about 610 he he felt divinely called to proclaim monotheism in um it in the world and and it's like i said the this the was had lots of idols in it and he starts preaching uh monotheism um he like Jesus, quickly within the next course of three years, wins twelve converts that are known as his kinsmen, and uh, stirring up opposition when he preached against idolatry, he was forced to flee in six twenty two to Medina from Mecca. Go back to that map. There it is. There's Medina. To Mecca. Um, And, um, and and this um, this this the year of his flight is known uh, became the first year of the Muslim calendar. So um, now he starts that he does that in six twenty two. Now by six thirty, it is the predominant religion in the area. Very charismatic. Influential, he has. Um, Muhammad, after he, he set out to conquer the entire uh, peninsula, um, some tribes converted easily. Other tribes were met by force. Um, so he's going to, Spread it all, all throughout this whole, whole area. By the time he passes away, it's going to be in this whole area here. Um, in 632, Muhammad made his last pilgrimage to Mecca. And he ordered that only Muslims could worship at the Kaaba. Then he delivered his last sermon asking for Islamic unity um, which ended with his final revelation from God, which uh, is Quran 5 3. Um, the unbelievers have this day abandoned all hope of vanquishing your religion. Have no fear of them. Fear me. This day I have uh, perfected your religion for you and complete, completed my favor to you. I have chosen Islam to be your faith. Um, so he, uh, God in the Quran says that Islam is to be your faith. On his way back from this pilgrimage, Muhammad falls ill and he dies 
in Medina on June 8, 632 CE, at the age of 61, the 12th day of Rabbi, first in the Islamic calendar. Um, Although he married, has married two wives since the death of Kedina, he has yet uh, he doesn't he doesn't have any sons, so um, the succession issue becomes a problem, and actually is going to lead. Uh, I'm not going to go into it, but that's actually going to lead to the splitting of the the Muslim faith into the two major groups that we have because he doesn't have a direct successor, and so one person claims it, another person claims it, and they have followers and. And there's a fight, and one group is really militant, and one group is not, and um, and so there's there's a a faith uh, a problem there. Um, now, the biggest after Muhammad's death, from, from, well, I guess from 622 to 900 is the when it really takes place. Um, after his death, um, it's uh, the the Islamic faith is pushed hard by the really the two major factions and all the people and some of them are taken by force and some of them are taken by peacefully. Um, in what was the date? Six thirty eight, the Mosque of Omar was erected in Jerusalem. So no longer a Christian area, mostly a Muslim area. Egypt was one of the decades. Persia fell under control by 650. So all this area that was a, 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 a Christian area has, is, becomes a Muslim, a Muslim area. Remember the school of Alexandria where so many of the church fathers were born and had that big... It, they lose the school, becomes a Muslim-controlled area, and a uh, and predominant religion is Muslim, and that that school of Alexandria is closed down. Um, It will be stopped. They will be actually by seven by the seven hundreds. They are a full military force converting by force. You can convert or you will die. Um, and uh, Leo, the I gotta look which Leo it was. Uh, my mind went blank. Is it Leo the first or Leo the? Yeah, Leo. Leo is Serenian. Yeah, Leo the first, seven eighteen, and Charles Martel in Tours of seven thirty two will stop the Muslim in, uh, growth. Um, and you, this map I actually did put in the notes section on the app. So if you go to the app and you go, you can see this map for yourself. Um, which I got, I did not make this up, I got it from um, Christianity throughout the ages, the one I've been using as a primary text. Um, 
Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a brief history of, very, very brief history. If you want to read more about the history of Islam, there's some very good books out there. There's even one that's called A Short History of Islam that I've been reading through. I'm a little over halfway through on it uh, by Karen Armstrong. That's been pretty good. Um, and it doesn't take very long to get through. It's a short history. <laughs> um, if you want more on that. Um, but we're in Christian church history, not Islamic history. So I'm not going to go into more detail on that. What I am going to do is talk about some Muslim belief. Because we are in a time period where we will see and come in contact with Islamic people. Um, I've known several in my life, had um, several people I talked to that were Muslim, Islamic, and uh, I don't know if you guys have. Uh, I almost guarantee there's at least one or two of them that come to the casinos. <laughs> Probably more than that. Um, they do come. Um, like I said, I've had my dealing with many uh, Islamic people there. Um, some good, some bad. Just like all peoples. Um, I used to have several conversations with the FedEx driver when I worked at the post office. He was is, um, a Muslim and we would have lots of good conversations while we unloaded the vans. Um, but um, Yeah, all right. We're not there yet. Okay. Uh, the Quran. The Quran is the, um, the main source of the religion. Um, I quote from Quran 3, 1 through 4. He has revealed to you the book of, with the truth, conforming the scriptures which precede it, for he has already revealed the Torah and the gospel for guidance of men and the distinction between right and wrong. Now, they will use parts of the gospel in the Torah and the Tanakh, uh, and, and, but not all of it. A lot of it they will say we have gotten wrong because we have translated it and lost it in translation. And it's been translated over and over and over. The Quran itself will never be translated from the Arabic as soon as you translate it, it's not the Quran anymore. Now, this copy here has the English meanings because I don't read Arabic. It has also some commentaries, but I have to, when I read it, I recognize that anything I read is not official Quran because it's translated. And I'll actually go ahead and pass this around if you guys want to look at that. Um, no, you cannot borrow it. Uh, get your own copy. <laughs> uh, you can download them for free online if, you, if that's what you want to do. Um, it is two-thirds the length of the New Testament, arranged in 114 chapters called surahs. Uh, the longest chapter comes at the beginning of the book, um, and the chapters become successfully shorter until the last chapter. Um, which consists of only three verses. 
Um, in my reading through it, it felt re repetitious and unorganized. Um, which may be because of the way they put it in order from shortest to longest. <laughs> um, it was also put in order, uh, Muhammad wrote part of it, and then afterwards some of it was finished up by, his, uh, by those following him. And that, you know, and, but as Islam, they take more, they, they say that the end stuff is more important than the beginning stuff. So anything at the end, and actually the very beginning of the book of, of the Quran is actually rather peaceful. It's when you get to the end, you have all the violent stuff at it. And, but they say the end stuff is more important to the, than the end. Um, um, it's half poetry, half prose. Um, it is a beautiful book. I am biased in my reading. I admit that. Um, but to me, it felt like it didn't have quite the literary genius that the uh, Torah has. But and the more I read the Torah, not 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 you know not just reading the English, but the, the getting into the Hebrew and looking at the literary development and. All that stuff I've been doing lately, it's so, it's so, they're, they're, they're geniuses, and I just felt it didn't have that. But, um, but anyway, so, um, the, the Muslims believe the Quran follows the Torah and the Gospels of the New Testament in the series of holy books. Um, and that's why they have reverence for, um, those who preceded Muslims. They actually have, um, six Prophets and Moses, I can't name them all. Um, Moses and Jesus are included in that, but they say that Muhammad is the greatest of the prophets, um, including their mantra, uh, there is none but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. And all, they repeat this all, all the time. Um, They believe that earlier scriptures, such as the Tanakh and the Gospels, have been conducted by false interpreters, and that the Quran is the most accurate scripture. So anything that where they disagree, the Quran is the one that they take precedence because that one's been falsely translated or falsely passed down. Um, but if you read through the Quran, it does have stuff like instructions on, like the Torah, things for domestic life, um, daily religious uh, activities, but it also includes things like marriage and inheritance and how to um, has wisdom and uh, you know they turn for it to wisdom and so there's also another um, book that I have not read. That they use, that they're highly, uh, they view as high but not scriptures. And it's called the Hadith. And I have not read that one. I don't have a copy of that one yet. Um, and uh, it consists of life and teachings of Muhammad. Um, but um, it came much later, letters. And uh, it, eventually it was trimmed down to six volumes. Uh, um But, um, yeah, anyways, 
Um, Allah is the word for God in the Aramaic. Now, there are some that say that Allah and Yahweh are the same, and Muslims would say they are. But I don't, as I read the Quran, I don't think Allah and, and Yahweh are the same. They're different gods. But, um, but Allah is the central theme of Islam. It, is, it just means God. And, uh, and um, so it's like many other words when we swear the word Elohim in the Bible. It just means God or gods. It's, it's just the generic word for God. Um, But um, but Muslims um, they will deny the the Christ's death and his resurrection from the cross. They um, uh, the conversation I had with a Muslim about it said that um, he was Jesus was put on the cross, but he didn't really die. He in the in the cave he was revived by the cool temperature and uh, and he, and and. And so he didn't actually die. He didn't raise. He was um, just a prophet. Um, yeah. There are five pillars of the Islamic faith. Um, and if you're most of you in this room probably don't care if you're online and you come across this and I butcher these words, I apologize. Um, I don't do so in disrespect. I do so because I don't know how to speak Arabic. <laughs> um, the first one is uh, Shahada, which is a declaration of faith in Allah. Uh, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is is his prophet or the messenger of Allah. Um, which is interesting because this one is truly monotheistic. Now, if you read your Old Testament, we've had this discussion before. If you read your Old Testament, um, Judaism, um, in like Exodus, where it says... Uh, you shall have no other gods but me. It doesn't deny other gods. It was henotheistic until much later on. The idea that there are other gods is fine, but that you will not worship any of them but me um, is what the, the Old Testament says. And so, but, um, and, uh, and so, um, it's, but, but, uh, there are no other gods. But there, there is no God but Allah. There, there, it is monotheistic. There is nothing else. There is no other God but Allah. Um, um, so it, it, it wipes out anything else. And now they will wipe out <laughs> mostly with military force. And that's a practice they're still practicing today. Um, they will reject. Because of this, there is no other gods but God. There will reject. Reject the idea of the Christian Trinity. In fact, that's probably the area where uh, that Muslims find the hardest to understand about Christianity is the Trinity, because they believe we worship three gods. Um, which I've met many Christians who believe that too. 
but it's incorrect to say we worship three gods. Uh, but so they will reject the Trinity, and this will probably this is usually the place that most Muslims will go to to argue against Christianity. Is the first thing they'll talk about is the Trinity, because then they say they will argue that we worship three gods. If God is if Jesus is begotten or or the Son of, then He is not the same as, and He is a different God. So we worship three different gods. Um, in Sua 12, uh, uh, 1, 12, 1, 4, it says, God is, uh, God is unique. God is the source. He has not fathered anything, nor is he fathered. There is nothing comparable to him. And they do that. They say that because they want to reject the idea of the Trinity. Um, the second one is uh, Shalat, which is prayer. Um, now, this is something you guys have probably seen on TV. The, the, the Muslims will pray five times a day towards Mecca. Um, they must pray at sunset, in the evening, at dawn, at noon, and in the afternoon. Now, notice I start with sunset. They follow just like the Jewish practice of evening to evening, day one. So there was evening and there was morning, day one. So they follow the same practice. So it's at sunset, evening, dawn, noon, afternoon. Um, in the Muslim-controlled countries, there is, uh, or counties, there's actually a place in the United States up north that has this as well. Um, it is um, the prayer is announced from atop a mosque. And, uh, and, and all the, the Muslims will gather to pray at the mosque. And, um, um, but it will be announced over the cities that it's time to pray. Um, in many Islamic countries, women pray at home. If they pray with men, they do so from behind them or in separate groups. Um, the leader of the mosque is called the imam, uh, which means one who walks before. The imam leads the prayer and gives sermons. However, unlike a priest or rabbi, the imam does not hold special authority. Instead, he is chosen by virtue of his dedication and sincerity. Um, so, yeah, so five times a prayer. And they have different postures for prayer as you go through you pray, you pray. Um, there's different steps you go through as you pray. Um, as you bow down and you, you, they have the prayer rug and they bow down and they stand and they pray down. And they, um, so there's different postures that, postures that you have to get into. The next one is the uh, zakat, um, almsgiving. Um, Muslims are expected to give to the poor and the sick. Um, the Quran addresses almsgiving as essential quality of honest of an honest Muslim, as a gateway into heaven. Um, that you have to um, that if you don't give, you, it's not a gateway to heaven. Uh, my dealing with with Muslims is some of them are really good at this, and some of them not so much. Um, some of them, I met, I had one that 
um, and it, just like Christians, you know, there's, we could say this for some Christians too. He gave uh, almsgiving, but he gave just, just enough for those gateways to have doors to open up. He wasn't interested in throwing wide the gates. He, he told me this. I'm not interested in throwing wide the gates. I just want to squeeze in. <laughs> um, so, you know, and I, I said, he's, uh, you know, that's, at least he was honest, right? Uh, you know, uh, you know, because almsgiving is part of even the, the Christian faith as well. And some of us are good about it. And some of us uh, are not. Um, uh, the next one is... Uh, so, 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 I don't know how, fasting. We'll go with fasting. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce that. Swam? I don't know. Swam? Um, anyways, during the month of Ramadan, um, the ninth month of the Islamic calendar, which many of you guys have heard Ramadan, it always makes the news, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've heard about the month. It always... Um, yeah, no food or drink are allowed between dawn and sunset, um, and only light snacks are supposedly allowed um, during the other time. Now, I, once again, I've met some that pretty much only stick to light fast, and some of its a light snack is more like a feast. Um, there was a study done one time. They said more people gain weight during this time period because they're fasting so much at night. Um, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what one study said. Um, but um, the fast represents a, a time of purification and religious devotion, um, time of family and, and uh, community. Um, alcohol and tobacco are prohibited the entire month. Uh, so you smokers, um, both elderly and children are exempt from the fast, however. I don't know what makes up an elderly or what makes a child. I don't know that information. I think it's 12 for a child, and but elderly, I don't know. Um, so you're like, well, I'm elderly. I'm not fasting. <laughs> um but uh, there is a festival at the end of the month of Ramadan celebrated, um, you know, uh, and rejoicing on the first day of the 10th month. And, uh, and even though they're fasting that month, they often spend a great deal of time preparing for the feast um, and, and getting ready and, and sending cards to relatives and preparing gifts and... Um, When the end of the month, during that time, they devote themselves to God. And, and like I said, I've dealt with it mostly in the school system um, because, like, you know, if you're playing basketball or football, you can't eat or you can't drink water during practice. Um, that kind of stuff always played a major role. And uh, I know uh, uh, one school, they started meeting after dark uh, for, so that the kids could drink water during practice. Or before sun, I think they went before sunset, no, sunrise, because so the kids can drink water before practice, during practice. But um, 
uh, does play a big role in that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it's during football season most of the time. Um, but, um, but the faithful, uh, when the end of the Ramadan comes, they usually take a day off from work or from school and, um, and they, 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 they consider it a, a, a festival and, and they will um, spend time in, in, in prayers and, uh, and then they'll also have this big feast and they will, um, it's kind of, it's a, a three-day national holiday um, in, in a lot of Islamic countries. And, uh, and so they gather to rejoice and, and uh, you know, and they, and they share food. And part of the tenet, what they're supposed to do is share food with those who are, and money with those who are less fortunate. And, uh, you know, some of them are good with that and some of them are not. We'll just throw, you know. Uh, the last one is the pilgrimages, the Hajj. Uh, um, it's important that all uh, men, women are not always included in this, um, to come and to make pilgrimage to Mecca. Um, I read Quran Surah 22. Exhort all men to make the pilgrimage. They will come to you on foot and on the backs of swift camels from every distant quarter. Let the, the pilgrims spruce themselves, make their vows, and circle the ancient house. And the ancient house is the, that cube we looked at. The Hajj uh, it happens in Mecca every year. Um, and you're expected to make it at least once in your lifetime. Um, and it's a journey, it's a pilgrimage that you make to the, the sacred place. Um, now, the Hajj can be skipped. The other four you have to do every year. The Hajj doesn't have to be done every year if it's going to provide a great hardship, though they encourage you to do it as much as you can. Um, but you're encouraged at least once in your lifetime you need to do it. Um, over 2 million Muslims journey to Mecca each year. Um, and that number is going up. Uh, Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world. Um, including here in the United States. It has a large following here in the United States. Um, but they, they make the journey to Mecca every year. Each worshiper follows certain guidelines. The men are expected to shave their heads and wear a, a piece of white garment around their waist and over the shoulders. Women wear clothing of native countries, although they must keep their heads covered at all time. Um, no, that's different. I didn't put it on there. Okay. Um, the pilgrims walk... Uh, counterclockwise seven times around the Kaaba, either kissing or touching the stone. Remember that, that stone? Um, and uh, they, then they run seven times between the hills of As-Safa and Al-Marwa. Uh, this is symbolic action of Hagar's um, search for water and the miracle of the Zamzam well. Uh, after spending the night in the village of Menina, pilgrims take the next step. 
together they meet at the plain of Arafat, about six miles from Mecca, and from noon to sunset they pray quietly. Next, they climb a small mountain called Mount of Mercy, and they ask God to forgive them of their spend, of their sins, and they spend the night at the uh, the, the Mountain of Mercy. Afterwards, they uh, they return to the village of Mina, where a ritual of stoning the devil takes place. Uh, followers grab pebbles, which they throw at three pillars. This is symbolic of Abraham throwing stones at the devil who disturbed his prayers, which is in the Quran. Um, on the tenth day, animal sacrifices, sheep or goat are carried out. Finally, the pilgrimage goes uh, seven times around the Kaaba. Uh, Muslims conduct four-day celebration upon returning from Mecca. And... Um, um, once he has, once a, a male pilgrim, uh, pilgrim has returned, he has the right to call himself a haji, uh, and a woman is called a haji, ha, ha, haja. Um, but. Um, Well, that's kind of Islam in a nutshell. Islam uh, is a religious segment for the Western Europe and assimilates and, and, and passed on through the Western uh, world, Europe, Spain. It assimilates Greek philosophy of Aristotle over its time. Um, medieval scholar, uh, uh, scholastic attempt to integrate Greek, uh, Greek scient into the Greek scientific way. Uh, through Christian theology and um, um, so it, it's going to be an important uh, important part of the our church our walk through church history as we talk about losing all that territory that was once all Christian and then became all Islamic. And uh, still, even today, we're seeing uh, a spiritual war between the Islamic and the Christian faith, and sometimes a physical war, which I don't approve of. But um, but um, what we what you can see, and you can go look like uh, Voice of the Martyrs puts this out of here. Every time that Islamic becomes the primary religion, Christianity becomes a persecuted religion in that country. Um, so it's still this will play the the growth of Muslim will, uh, will 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 play an important part of our discussion throughout the middle periods. Uh, um, including something that we don't like to talk a lot about as Christians because we were wrong in some of it, and we, uh, the Crusades, which we tempted to retake Jerusalem from the Muslims. Um, that was the line, anyway. That was the stick, anyways. We'll talk about that when we get to the Crusades. It wasn't just about religious reasons. We got some other things going on there. But um, we'll talk about that when we get to... Christianity, but uh, 
uh, to the Crusades. But, uh, but that's, that's Islam. So it's going to be an important part. Uh, any questions that I might be able to answer? Did Joseph Smith know anything about Islam? Well, he would have come in contact with it. It wasn't unheard uh, 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 of. So wh how much he, he took from that, I don't know. Most of the stuff Joseph Smith took from was uh, like the, the I, I don't know if you guys have read the Book of Mormon. Um, most of it is stuff that was taken from, uh, well, like at one point he quotes directly from the Book of Jeremiah, um, only changing a few words. At another point he... Um, he took from um, an idea that the lost tribes of Israel, those tribes of Israel that came down and became the Native Americans, and that was actually a, a, a theme that was in many books at the time period. It wasn't something he just came up with. It was something that was already passing around. Uh, I don't know how much he took. I, I don't know if I want to say he took from the Islamic faith, but it, he definitely would have known about it. It's... Uh, it was not something he, he did have a copy of uh, some Egyptian literature as well. So, um, uh, so he would definitely would have known about it. The Muhammad? Oh, you mean did Joseph Smith? Yes, he had a divine visit by two angels, according to the, 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 the story of Joseph Smith. And one day I'll probably, in our journey through church history, when we get to uh, the later the later years, we'll do a segment on the Mormon faith. Um, so. Any other questions? All right, let's pray and then we'll get out of here. Next week, we'll talk about the expansion of Christianity. We talked about kind of Islam that shrunk us. We'll talk about expanding next week. So, uh, Father God, we praise you today, Lord. We thank you for all the wonderful blessings you have given us. We thank you for just lifting us up, and, and, uh, and we just pray that uh, you help us to, <coughs> to see um, that which, which comes uh, around and the the the, the faiths that are that have come uh, that attacked the your you, you Jesus we just want to worship you as the true God and so Lord I pray that we just proclaim you Lord I pray that um, that Lord um, that we become people that follow after you and Lord even though Islam is growing fast through force that we do not resort to violence to to push you but show your love and your mercy and your grace um, as, as we, we know that you died for us. Let us uh, die to self that we may follow after you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.